Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we are reading books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Anna. And I'm Em. This week on Shelf Aware, we're kicking off a new unit. We are reading, well, right now we're going to say that it's uh, Highland Time Slip Romances, but that's mm-hmm. subject to change depending on how much many books <laughs> in that genre we can find. I feel like it's a lot. I've looked into it a that little bit. That aren't Outlander, yeah, is, that the aren't big, Outlander. is the big caveat. I'm not reading another 700-page <laughs> tome. I can't do it for this podcast. I can't. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, we started with another like kind of staple of the genre, which is Beyond the Highland Mist by Karen mm-hmm. Marie Moaning, um, which, Anna, you had read before, correct? Yes. I had read this. This I, I had picked this book up... Um, before I had started reading romance at all. Um, So this was kind of like, I picked this up and I was like, well, you know, the genre is popular. I see that for some reason this book has high rating on Goodreads. I'll give this a shot and see. I think it was a long time until I picked up another romance book after reading this one. I can fully understand why, because (laughs) my- traumatizing. mm -hmm, My main thought going into this, or not going into this, but reading this, was like I read a decent amount of romance I read a decent amount mm-hmm. of, of historical romance and there's a lot of complaints online especially in like the discourse about how uh oh people think that romance is just this like alpha dude tearing shirts off mm-hmm. and doing what he wants and taking what he wants and it's not that right and right right I was like I was always so confused by that dis- that discourse because like none of the books that I read are like that um, mm-hmm. probably the closest would be Outlander. And even that I don't think is fully like that. Uh, and I also would argue that that really shouldn't have been packaged as a romance, but yeah. you know, that's not, I've a- actually read an alpha male romance that has not been as bad mm-hmm. as this. <laughs> this book was just, I would fully understand if this was your intro to romance to why you would be like, run far, far away. Oh, romance is, is gross. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. was gross this was so offensive i had i had forgotten in my in the years since i've read this book i had forgotten why i hated it Mm -hmm. so much this was so offensive there were several times where i was just like what if i just did not finish a book for the podcast for the first time ever what if i just didn't i got to that point too it was trash and not good trash not garbage not garbage yeah. boy, not garbage girl, just trash. Yeah. This was not raccoon material. No. No. This was your intro to romance, and then obviously this was also your intro to to uh, Highland time slip romance specifically, mm-hmm. and you haven't really gone back to the genre since then, right? Yeah, I think this has really turned me off of a lot of historic romances mm-hmm. in general. Um, like I said, I've always kind of had an issue with the genre as a whole because I'm like, who the hell is going to decide to stay in the year 1513 sure. when you come from modern day life? Um, and granted, this book was written in the 90s, so modern day is 1997, which was... Barely the 90s. Like, I think it was published yeah. in 99, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I, I think Adrian mentioned she was... Yeah, 97. She's in 1997. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, like... Okay. I don't know. This is won a Rita Award, which I don't think we need to get into the Rita. That's very like, true. Um, yeah, that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole nother issue. But it's just like this is so. This is this is what the genre of historical romance seemed like to me for a very long time, and 
mm, not here for it. I can see why this would be a turnoff for sure. Um, it was, God, guys, it was just really, really bad. And I mean, like, I, I'm sure we're going to get into this more in the, the uh, podcast proper, but I feel like I, it deserves mentioning here at the top. I mean, I'm a person who, like, I can read non-con and deb-con, and that isn't mm-hmm. an automatic, like, DNF, don't like, do not finish for me. Like, mm-hmm. I can trudge through that. Um, I think it can even be used well sometimes in non-romances to further the plot. Uh, in romances, I I don't, I just, again, it's not the 90s, but, like, I'm sorry, we're in 2021 now, and... I need my romances to include proper consent. Like, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we definitely do need to talk about the consent issues in this one because there are several layers mm-hmm. of terrible going on here with that. Um, I <laughs> at least for it I to was be so acknowledged, mad. right? Because it's like it's it's bad consent, and they act like it's fine. Like I've read, yeah. I've read books where there's like consent issues but it's talked about and worked through which can be helpful for people who have like dealt with that in real life but Mm -hmm. this is just like no this is fine and normal and I'm like this is super abnormal like this is not this is not it's not some of the stuff in here I was like this isn't accurate for the 90s it isn't accurate for now and it wasn't accurate for that time period even like Mm -hmm. the stuff that is happening I'm just like this is absurd there's like a part where they're literally like yeah it's totally fine that this guy beats me because if you walk outside the door you might be raped by anyone and i'm like that is wild that is absolutely (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i'm thinking of the 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 friend uh grim that character Mm -hmm. who like has a he has like a little hissy fit uh in the middle of the book where he's like i can't believe how awful you've been because you have not been you haven't fallen in love with the man who keeps threatening to do a sex crime to you. Like how, how could you not love him? Just give in. You're a fucking awful bitch. Like is essentially what his little spiel is. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I mean, I think in general, this whole book was so like built on the acceptance of Insta love, right? Like that. It's like, Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. guy is in love with you and you need to accept that. Right? Like, yes, it is a blessing that this man has fallen in love with you. And it's like, no (laughs) actually no actually no he sucks (laughs) oh god yeah it was rough stuff I honestly like my summary for this book I could not go back and write it because I was so angry Mm. that I just it's like very it's very simple but I feel like the story like there's there's drama in it but it's unnecessary and stupid so like i i feel like we'll have a lot to talk about oh, for I feel sure. like it's not bad that i didn't do a full summary before we get into the summary and stuff i we both yes. hated this book but is there anyone we would recommend this book to no i this i think this this book is uh what if okay this, this you'd have to change the whole book you would have to tell someone this book was written by dr beatrice sparks it's a cautionary tale about a girl who falls through time don't be that girl because this is the life you're going to lead dangers of time travel <laughs> oh. that would be that would be the only scenario where i think i could recommend this book 
I think I would recommend this book if you are a fan of romances from this time period, like from the 90s. Because from what I understand, I have never delved into like this particular era of romances because I know that like they have such a honestly there's so many good romance writers now I don't feel the need to like go back into the it, 90s yes, where nobody I fucking agree. knew what consent was I agree there's too many books to read in general right like, I'm not going to yeah it's yeah. it's just not on my list but if that I guess is the genre that you like and you're into that I mean I'm going to yuck your yum a lot in this episode but you know go read this book I guess mm-hmm. yeah good for you um <laughs> speaking of recommendations uh do you have anything else you would recommend aside from the book this book this week yeah well i did i did make an attempt to read a romance book oh. um i read um oh my god i can't even think of the title of it let me pull it up here real quick and it's stupid that i won't be able to think of the title of this because the title of it is exactly what the book is about hold on boy girl uh, kiss book yeah, almost. Hold on. <laughs> it's called Grumpy Fake Boyfriend by Jackie oh. Lau. Yeah, okay. Can you That's guess what this pretty book much is about? As it says on the tin, I'm guessing. <laughs> exactly. Um, this book was fine. It's 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 is short. Um, if you are looking kind of like for an intro into the trope of fake relationship, I think this is good. Um, I liked the characters. The ending was a little bit quick, a little bit flat, but um, it was cute. It was a cute book. Solid three-star book. That's mm. fine. Um, I didn't... I was like, mm, I better find something better to recommend on the podcast. But then I started watching the show on Netflix, <laughs> which I recommended to you earlier today, uh, called Accidentally in Love, uh-huh. which is a C-drama on Netflix about a girl who is like... She comes from a rich family, and she's so beautiful and talented, but then she runs away to go to this college where her parents... Um, her parents went because she never knew her parents. Her mom died when she was young and her dad disappeared or something. So she goes against her grandfather's wishes to go to this college. And so she pretends to be, she disguises herself as a quote unquote ugly girl, mm-hmm. uh, as they call her many times in the show. But literally all she does is put on a wig that is short hair, puts on glasses with no lenses, and then puts makeup freckles like <laughs> on her face. And they're all like, she's so ugly. And her grandpa's like, what have you done? Why would you stoop to this level of ugliness? <laughs> and anyway, she falls in love with like a, a Chinese, like Chinese pop idol. And uh, also there's, it's like a weird Hannah Montana love triangle. And um, it, it's really good. <laughs> and the episodes are only like half an hour each. So it's very digestible. Excellent. Excellent. That's what I've been doing. And also I'm addicted to webtoons, but... Love a good webtoon. Yeah. I've recommended a few webtoons on here before, I feel like. I feel like I'm reading like 30 right now. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> uh, what about you? What are you reading and um, consuming? Well, I do want to recommend, because I've, I've recommended historicals on here before, um, but one mm-hmm. author I don't think I've recommended before is Amelie Howard, who has a, mm-hmm. just because we're doing specifically Highland romance, I thought I would throw out the Tartans and Titans series, which I really like, which is by okay. um, Amelie Howard and Angie Morgan, but also all of Amelie Howard's stuff I really uh, quite like, and I don't think I've recommended her before. Um, but I also this week was reading a book which I was surprisingly into, um, I guess I shouldn't say surprisingly, it's kind of all the shit I like, but it's uh, <laughs> called... Uh, I was so surprised to like my favorite thing. I know, I know, right? It's called uh, Min- The Midnight Bargain by C.L. Polk. Yes. 
yes, I added that to my scribed list as soon as I saw your review. It's got a lot of the uh, um, historical romance setup in that there is it's a fantasy world, but there's like a season where women have to try to find, um, you know, a, a man and whatever, like kind of like the London season and all of the historicals uh, set in like Regency and whatever. Um mm-hmm. But it's also got, like, some fun fantasy stuff and some fun gender politics stuff. Um, The premise is basically that, like, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people have magic. And women, when they get married, have to, like, bind their magic because it can, like, get fucky when they uh, get pregnant. Of course. Yeah. So there's, like, the main character wants to not get married because she wants to be a magician. So she's, like, trying to figure that out. And then she meets, like, these – this – uh, sibling pair and um, becomes really good friends with the woman sibling the sister would be what that's sometimes referred to um, and she also like doesn't want to get married and it like gets into like all of their machinations and it seems like it's gonna be gay but it's not it was really like I, I felt like it was a good bridge between like if you like either fantasy or romance and want to dip into one or the other and it was also like mm-hmm. a good bridge between like uh, YA fantasy and adult fantasy because um, I think it is technically an adult but it's like I think they're 18 or so um, okay. I mean they're dealing with like okay we're getting married and gonna yeah. get pregnant and stuff so it's like definitely adult topics but it um, has kind of a YA feel to it in a really good way that lost new adult genre yeah exactly no exactly <laughs> um, so if, if like you're kind of looking to get into any of those different like areas I feel like that would be a good one to check out that sounds good. That sounds like um like a fantasy of manners mm. book, which I'm always a big fan of. Yeah. Fantasy of manners. All right, let's talk about Oh my god, if we must. This beautiful must. beautiful novel. <laughs> so the King Fairy and the Fool Fairy, who other people might know as like Puck or Robin Goodfellow. But um, that's like are a both big mad. twist at the end. Yeah. But it's spoiler. not because they like basically they say, say it at the beginning but they're like a bard will call him ariel right i'm like why are we pretending that we didn't know who this was the whole time i, don't, I mean like i, I know the characters know. didn't know but like the audience did the audience did the whole time and the, and then the whole majority of the book is like who is adam black what could how what kind of involvement could he have it's such a mystery like the characters legitimately don't know but then they're but like it's very irritating yes this was this is the worst kind of dramatic irony mm-hmm. These two are mad because the fairy queen is like, ooh, damn, Hawk is so hot. Everyone loves this Scotsman. Can't get enough of his dick. He has been trained in the sexual arts. Love this man. Any woman would give her soul to him. And they're like, hey, we like to have sex with you, but we don't like you talking about another man this way. So they devise a plan to make Hawk miserable. And the best way to do that is to make him fall in love with a woman who could never love him back. So enter Adrian <laughs> De, De Simone oh, from God. 1997. Oh, God. Puck goes all through time to find the perfect woman who is the most beautiful, intelligent woman, the most man-hating type of woman, uh, and pulls her back in time to 1513 to become the unwilling bride of... Hawk. He's got a long name. Something, something, something. Douglas. <laughs> Laird Douglas. It's Sid Hawk. Lion is in there because I was like, of course it is. Um, I think there's a James somewhere in there, but I, I might be wrong about that. Uh, 
trying to find it real quick. <laughs> but of course, the 10 times they mention it aren't at the beginning. Oh, here it is. Sidok, it's the very beginning of chapter 36, which I had this page pulled up because of the hilarious thing that happens. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Sidok, James, Lyon, Douglas. It's four names. So I actually got most Three of them. Of them are short. It was Lyon and James. Were the yeah. Two yeah, yeah, you were, you were 100% correct. Uh, I just can't be bothered to recall <laughs> three very average names and the one name he goes by in the book. But I like that, like, he goes by Hawk, but sometimes people call him Hawk, and sometimes people call him The Hawk, and I'm like, I, that it, makes it weird. Like, you yeah. You either, you have to decide if there's a The there or not. Like, is it a shortening <laughs> of your name, Sid Hawk, or is it, like, you are a Hawk, the bird You type. have dubbed yourself The Hawk. The Hawk. Right. Can you imagine if I started demanding people call me the M? Uh, no one would. No. <laughs> They'd be like, mm, mm-mm. Absolutely not. And they shouldn't. And people shouldn't call him the hawk. Even his own mother calls him the hawk a couple times. Why? Yes, why? <laughs> uh, that's like in the sea drama I'm watching Accidentally in Love. His, Second plug. The main love interest idol name is Your Highness. And sometimes they call him your highness, and sometimes they say his highness, and sometimes they just call him by his name. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so Adrienne DeSimone is hiding out in Seattle. She used to live in New Orleans, which was very important to the fairies because they wanted her to be able to believe in magic and have, like, a background of, like, ooh, maybe, you know, maybe there are, like, ghosts and time travel and stuff because I live in New Orleans. Because I guess, I guess um, they've done this before with someone and they pulled them through time and they went insane. Um, Yeah, which, like, fair. You traveled through time. But also, like, what is this? Okay, if I am Robin Goodfellow and I have been Mm -hmm. sent on a quest to find a woman who hates Mm -hmm. all men and will never Mm -hmm. want to be with this man but is also Mm -hmm. beautiful, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to go to New Orleans – Mm-hmm. What was the, what was the process that then led him to get to Seattle to figure out? Does he just see? He's been following her for years throughout history, like peeking in on her at different times. I think so. He knew she fled. What I, that was not made clear to me in this book, and oh. that might have been because I was skimming parts. I yeah, don't know. That's but fair. No, he like it's implied. I think that he knows her whole backstory. Like he knows all why she hates men and why she is the way she is. So did he just like, take a chance when she was like twelve and was like, "I'm just gonna keep checking on this one for a while." <laughs> I don't know. I don't, How many I don't different know. women did he peep on? Billions. Like, <laughs> I want to know, like. Here, here's my thing. If you want to find a woman who will never want to have sex with Hawk, why don't you find a woman that only wants to have sex with women? A good question. An excellent <laughs> question. Would have been a much more interesting book. Yes. Uh, well, actually, I say that, but honestly, that could you would go... have to have you would have to make Adam black. The blacksmith had to be a woman. Then. Yeah, and then they'd have to end mm-hmm. up together because yeah. obviously, if it was a turning a lesbian straight story that would be even worse that would than be the story super begun. problematic <laughs> yeah um so adrian one day is like she's all super sad and stuff hiding out in seattle from her ex-boyfriend that she murdered uh, but it was in self-defense so it's probably fine 
Um, she ran off to Seattle where she has a house large enough that she has a live-in mm-hmm. housekeeper. With a stereotypical Spanish accent. With a, oh, my God. <laughs> written out. Phonetically. You guys know. You know we hate this on this podcast. Don't write out. Don't write out how the, the way someone is pronouncing the words they're saying. Especially if you do not belong to that group. Especially. Um, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, she has a housekeeper named Marie who lives in her house, her giant house. Well, f- no, I take that back. She lives in, like, a shed outside or over a garage or something. And then once Adrian disappears... She um, has the audacity to move into the big house, as Adrian calls it, which is like, girl. Okay. Yeah. She also talked about how beautiful the big plantations in New Orleans were. So, like, I feel like, yikes. okay, I feel like this book in particular and in general, a lot of um, a lot of. Uh, historical romances from this era specifically, and probably some still today, are very white supremacist adjacent, right? Oh, yeah. You mean the ones where the uh, Jewish woman falls in love with a Nazi? I didn't mean that one, but yeah, sure, also that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about, like, a lot of this vibe of, like, oh, wouldn't it be just great to go back in time when men were men and protected their oh women God. from dangerous outsiders? Like, that sort of vibe. Yeah. I'm like, we get what you're saying. And I'm not saying Karen Marie Moaning in particular is guilty of this. No. But the whole genre um, is <laughs> at this point of time, I feel like. Uh, yeah. And I mean, like, yeah. the way to fix that, obviously, is having more diverse voices write and be promoted Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and also challenging it when it shows up because it's gross well you know there was there was no no one of color lived in europe in this time period so you know that's why they're all white except they absolutely did and you know a hundred percent yes (laughs) yeah I don't – this was, like, when that game, um, like, Kingdom Come Deliverance came mm. out or whatever that game is called. And there was, like, a whole bunch of discourse online because there was no, like – everyone in the game was white. And they were like, well, historical accuracy, historical accuracy, blah, 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 blah. And people were like, here's here's actual, like, pictorial evidence in the forms of, like, paintings and shit. Um, and also, like, other, uh, like, documentation, like, diaries and things of people of color living in right. these parts of Europe in this exact time period. So what the fuck are you talking about? Number but. one, people of cover, color have existed in pretty much every time period ever <laughs> to some extent. Yeah. Um, number two, uh, even if they didn't, even if we're talking, I guess, like, maybe kind of the Vikings, but I feel like even that, not really. Uh, there's still, like, crossover with different ethnic groups and things. Um but even if we were to, like, say, okay, yeah, sure, you found the one era in the one place in which only white people and our concept of white people, which is a super mm-hmm. modern concept, uh, existed, right? Like, you mm-hmm. found that. Sure. Let's go with that. Why do you care about – why is that the thing you care about for historical accuracy? Why is that the hill you choose to Yeah, like, nothing else about your shit's accurate. Like, why is Feels that the sus. thing? You know, like, yeah, it's like, well, we have to preserve the historical accuracy of the Scottish you know people. It's like, you don't, though. Don't, though. You absolutely don't. Your book has time travel and fairies in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's kind of like, 
like when you write a fantasy book that has like racism built into it i'm like but why does that have to be um like I'm, i was reading a book i had to put it down because I'll, the main thing was like everyone can do magic and it's wonderful but we don't like it when the person of color does magic and that was like the whole premise mm. of the book is like proving we can do it too um and i was like this is a huge bummer i don't yeah. want to read this in a fantasy novel <laughs> i mean like i definitely think that there are times when it can be used and can be um well yeah. done usually when it's by people who have actually experienced racism mm. in real life and know how to handle that topic sensitively um yeah i wasn't about to do it in the middle of my aapi month though. yeah 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 <laughs> also <laughs> also yeah it's like sometimes we just need escapism yeah we're emotionally exhausted right we don't need to replicate every single real world system of trauma in a fantasy world yes like we just want we want the books that celebrate without it having to be just sad drama all the time mm-hmm. like just let people of color exist happily. Also, anyway, I feel like this <laughs> is a good time to mention that we're like two seconds and two chapters into this actual book. But the intro of this book, we get the uh, the prologue, which is like the fairies are talking about how big Hawk's mm-hmm. ding dong is. They really are. They're just talking about a dude's dick. <laughs> like, sure, whatever. They're fairies. They live for a million years. I'm sure they're tired and ran out of things to talk about. And this is what we're doing now. Um, but then the <laughs> second, the first actual chapter is like Hawk fucking this woman named Esmeralda who is, of course, Romani, because her name is Esmeralda, and that's, I guess, the only name for Romanis, um, because yeah. <laughs> the author read Hunchback yeah. of Notre Dame one time and was like, I guess that's it. That's it. Esmeralda that's is the, the correct name. name. Um, and I just do want to throw out that this, in addition to having really sexist bullshit in this book, it also has just the shittiest depiction of Romani people that... Mm-hmm. You know, could be mm-hmm. um, very stereotypical, very, very uh, uh, full of their they know the secrets of magic and there are less civilized yes. people than us, but they know the old ways sort of thing. Yeah. And they're also liberal with sex. Yeah. And there's basically two main or supporting characters who are Romani. And one of them is the wise old man who... Keeper of who, stories about the Yes, fae. exactly. And then the other is this Esmeralda who is a huge... Jealous. promiscuous woman. And uh, that in <laughs> itself is also a very stereotypical depiction of Romani women. And one that has real world consequences today. Specifically that like many groups that are depicted as, you know, the exotic, sexy foreign woman, they have a much higher incidence of, of uh, sexual abuse and, and uh, sex crimes against them. Because if mm-hmm. you act like a ethnicity is meant to be sexualized, then people will sexualize them in real life. And that fucking sucks. Weird how that works, isn't it? Isn't that weird? So... Yes, those are those are the first two chapters. The <laughs> Esmeralda gets mad, tries to kill Hawk, because she loves him so much. Cool. And she's a hot-tempered, like, a hot-tempered Romani woman. Okay. Yeah. And Hawk's like, we can't fuck anymore. You tried to murder Boo-hoo. me. Which fair? Yeah. You. Yeah. The reason, the main reason he cannot continue to have sex with Esmeralda is because he's got like this weird marriage treaty going on, where the King of Scotland was like, Hawk, you must marry. Janet Common, who is like Lord Common's daughter, you have to marry her or else I will kill everyone in your clan and in that other clan. 
I don't I don't know what anyone had to gain from this. It's just the King of Scotland was like, my little dolls to play with. Yes. I mean, we find out later that the King of Scotland was in love with Hawk's mother and was annoyed that Hawk's Snape father. Snape yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and I mean, like, this is another thing, right? This book had too many villains, okay? And none of them were dealt with. Yes. Like, Not- <laughs> we had... And honestly, there was a lot of villains, but we know the main villain in this book is Hawk. <laughs> True. And he certainly wasn't dealt with. Um, <laughs> he was rewarded. We had, we had King James, who has done these terrible things to Hawk and Hawk's family and is threatening everyone and wants everyone to die and wants to keep torturing Hawk. And that's just like, well, Hawk did what he wants and I guess it'll be fine now. And it's like, it won't for sure. Um, And then we have Lord Coleman. (laughs) I did my time. Time to move on. (laughs) We have Lord Coleman, who's the father of the woman who's supposed to marry Hawk, who kills his daughter. Yeah, straight up because she is quote unquote mad. She's called Janet the Mad. And there's a whole bunch of ableist shit in here. So just add that to the board. Yes, just... mm. This is every every content warning. Yeah, uh, primarily the main ableist shit being he kills his daughter and, like, no one seems to give a shit. Like, I mean, like, obviously no he doesn't and, like, Hawk doesn't know about it at first. But, like, his daughter's mom is pretty chill about the whole Yes. <laughs> probably because, though, he is a domestic abuser mm. and probably... There were some things going sure, on there. Sure, sure. But, but we uh, didn't get into it because he was just a villain that was there for, like... We didn't care about that. first bit. And he's yeah. the guy who um, I mentioned, who like, is severely beating a maid in front of Adrian when Adrian shows up because he's like, you will do as I command or I will keep beating this maid. Um, and at one point, Adrian's like, free her, let her leave this keep. And the maid's like, no! And... Lord Coleman's like, if she le- she knows she'll be beaten here, but worse things may happen to her out there. Any man may rape her, attack her. And I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> I'd take my chance. I would too. <laughs> like, my God. You know what? If Adrian was really a cool person, she'd be like, you're now my lady in waiting at the new place I'm moving to. Come with me. I'll be nice and not make sure this doesn't happen to you ever again that is like a trope in itself in romance that it surprises mm-hmm. me that that's not what she did yeah well that's because the only the only good woman in this book is adrian and her mother-in-law mm-hmm. that does not serve as like a sexual threat yeah. to her because every other woman in this book is evil and wants to sleep with her husband. except for um the janet Coman's mother who's also just like sad and yeah yeah doing what she must to get by so cool and yeah adrian chose to live in this world knowing this is how other the only other women she had met before she was married this is what was happening to them she's like i'm gonna stay this seems like a good choice for me and my offspring yeah so hawk is forced to marry janet uh but janet is dead adrian pops into existence in lord common Coman, whatever his lap and he's like ah a gift from the angel she faints they she wakes up and they're like bathing her and he's like well, you're gonna marry hawk or else i'll kill the maid we've discussed this um but the thing is hawk does not even show up for his own wedding he sends a proxy and this is very insulting obviously because hawk's like i'm not i'm not showing up to this wedding that you've arranged for me to a woman called janet the mad because i guess hawk's also a huge asshole um, i mean i don't think i would want to show up to an 
a forced marriage either. If I had the option of being like, I'll just send my friend to do it, I probably would too, just to be petty. My my thing here, though, is like, he's he is directly insulting the bride. That's true. Right? That's true. Saying like, I don't give enough of a shit about you to even say hi on our wedding day. I'm not going to welcome you home, which is also the thing he does. Like, he, he strictly, like, he tells everybody, nobody welcome this bitch into yeah. our home. She's just going to show up and wander around, and that's how she's going to get into trouble. Which, like, it would make sense. There are two ways this could have made sense or could have been better, right? Mm-hmm. One, because we find out later that Hawk has basically been forced to prostitute himself to the various ladies of the court at King James's pleasure. Um, so mm-hmm. it could have been that Janet was a similar person to those type of women where she wanted, mm. she was like, oh, I want him for my own. And so Hawk was like, no, I'm not going to be her plaything. I'll, you know, mm-hmm. not even talk to her. You know, that could have been mm-hmm. how it went. And then Janet dies and it's Adrian instead, but he doesn't know that. Yeah. Um, or he could have shown up and been like, Yo, this chick has been locked in a tower by her father. I know this to be true. Yes. Um, so obviously she's not going to be on Teen Coleman. And also she seems to be, uh, you know, like they call her Janet the Mad. She's probably not well taken care of. Uh, whether or not I want her for my wife, as a good person, I might just take her home and set her up and have my mom take care of her or something. You know, because yes. I have to be married to her and I can be a dick or not. And he chose the dick route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless of, like, obviously the bride is being forced in this situation mm-hmm. with you because if she doesn't, then her whole clan will die. Um, and, you know, she might not care about them. But, like, I don't know. It just seems like a common courtesy for someone who you suspect, whose name, who they refer to as Janet the Mad. So you can expect, yes, maybe they're... <laughs> It's hard know. to talk about without like slipping it is into hard the to language talk about, of the book. But like you know, like I don't know. It was just so he was just like he was just like this is an insult to me and only mm-hmm. me, and I'm gonna let my bride Janet the Mad know that. Like, okay, that's probably not what she needed after a lifetime of abuse at her father's right. hands. Right. Also, like if you think that she's actually so mad that like she doesn't even comprehend what's going on around her, whether you're a shithead to, to her or not, isn't going to like. Like she can't, she can't play your games, right? Like she's on, exactly. She's not gonna understand it. So like, just be nice to her, cause you're a nice yes. guy. But you're not. Now she's part of your family, right. and I thought your whole thing was being nice to the people in your family and your clan, and that's what makes you different from all the other men in Scotland mm-hmm. in 1513. I don't. Know. So he doesn't show up. Grim, the best friend, dude, takes Adrian back they ride they, they, they get married i don't know how that was allowed they get married and I mean, that, uh, then they ride on horseback for a couple that days. is a, like proxy weddings are a thing oh yeah i i, I, I believe i think marie antoinette was so. proxy uh married or when she <laughs> not up, not up on history i have no idea this <laughs> yeah no it's a it's a real th- like uh, especially like among royalty and whatever where it's like oh you're traveling oh, to go you know like they would get married by proxy and then feels like that's 
I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just modern takes on weddings. Like that that's like everyone could have waited for you to get there. Like you didn't have to send someone ahead. I mean, I guess that's a combination of like number one, weddings being a business arrangement more than anything else, yeah. and number two, like people just dying from like diseases and warfare more. I guess like <laughs> also true. Maybe it wasn't safe. right. And like it's like we definitely want this business merger to go through, and she's gonna have to travel from like France to England. So like. Gotta make sure we lock it down. Take your time. Be safe about it. (laughs) Send a messenger. But then it's like you had to send the messenger to travel there. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Adrian ends up at what? Dalkeith? Dalkeith? I don't know. Hawk's house, his castle, where he reigns. She arrives there. Of course, no one's there to welcome her. So she's wandering around, and the first person she runs into is the blacksmith, Adam black like they literally they was like what's your name he's like adam okay what's your last name and he's like looking around at the blacksmithing equipment he's like black but then they almost it's like the same thing in universe because eventually we find out his like gaelic name is like adam black and gaelic and And i'm like yeah so why was it so hard for him to come up with a name (laughs) anyway this is obviously the the fairy in disguise and adrian sees him and she's like wow that is the That is the hottest fucking guy I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Wow. They sure were built different in 1513. Too bad I hate beautiful Um, men. Oh, my God. (laughs) Also, because I did highlight that part where she's like, you wouldn't be able to see that in modern times outside of that male-only temple, the gym, essentially, is, like, what the line is. It's like, number one, I didn't know women weren't allowed in the gym, but I guess maybe that was a thing in the 90s. Number two, like... (laughs) If people exist in the gym, they don't. They, they don't just stop having muscles outside right, of that place, right. unless there's like, <laughs> just literally like men who live in the gym, like little gym goblins. There, there was there was definitely professional wrestling in the right. 90s. I'm just like one example I'm thinking of like, where you could have seen a shirtless man with there muscles. Were actors in the 90s. What are we talking there was about? Actors in the 90s. Nope. They only they only exist in the gym. Ugh. They're paid to exist there. The guy that you're so hung up on that made you hate beautiful men existed in the nineties. Existed, yes. Um as she's admiring Adam Black, the blacksmith, um, her husband shows up and he sees her and he immediately falls in love with her and also is immediately jealous that she is looking at another man oh, in a lusty manner. Um and he immediately goes into that's my wife mode and adrian is like oh i thought that guy was hot but now hawk is the hottest most beautiful man i've ever mm, seen and i hate beautiful stuck men. between between a rock and a hot place <laughs> lol so the reason she hates beautiful men is because of the backstory the backstory is dumb here it is adrian <laughs> was a waitress in new orleans when she was spotted by hot hot Society man ever hard something something ever hard three names bad news bears, who falls in love with her and proposes to her she agrees to marry him. He's this shady dude who clearly clearly is either making a joke of her or using her for nefarious purposes probably both actually though, um, and he's sending her on trips solo trips by herself to all these uh, international destinations. She she he is so rich. She doesn't even like pack her own luggage or anything. She just she just goes by herself all these places. 
she realizes eventually after um, eavesdropping on a conversation her husband, her fiance is having with someone else that they're basically using her as a drug mule. Um, and they're going to let her take the fall for when the FBI catches up with them. But the FBI arrests him. Or no, she goes to the FBI and she's like, this is what this guy is doing. Please arrest him. They do. He gets away. Kidnaps Adrian or something. They get in a fight and she shoots him. They get in a fight and she shoots him. <laughs> cool. That's And then she runs to Seattle and somehow can afford a huge house and a housekeeper or whatever. While she's on the run. Because she's like. While she's on the yeah, run. She's, she's like, I turned state's witness against this guy. But then I guess she was. And then killed, and then him. killed him. And I guess she wasn't like didn't stick around to try to like defend herself or anything she was just like guess this is it for me i'm a fugitive forever bye i feel like they would have been super understanding because they did let this guy escape jail and like had a history that she was like state's witness against him yeah and like he had beat her up before and i'm sure she like would have mentioned that when she turned state's witness yeah so so basically she she was living a self-imposed life on the run um, I feel like if she'd had just one conversation with a lawyer, mm. honestly, they'd been like, I'll take care of that. But she didn't. And also, like, that would have made sense if that was the reason why she wanted to stay in the past. If she was like, I've got to escape my legal troubles. I know I'll go back yeah. to the 1500s. But, like, yeah, nah, she just really likes the vibe of the 1500s. Yeah, she's like, the air smells so good here. Like, mm. Um, She does, she got like... <laughs> When she reveals to Lydia, the, her mother-in-law, she reveals to Hawk's mom why she doesn't like it in the future. She's like, the 90s are awful. Babies are killing babies. They're all on the cell phones. She's like, I love it here. It smells like Heather and depression. Yes. Yeah. But in the future, everyone has a cell phone and they won't get off of and it. And that's bad commentary. That's so bad. I hate that. One little boy almost killed a little girl because she wouldn't get off her cell phone. I'm sure that was a reference to a big case at the time, but I don't know what it was. Because there was also that reference to Princess Diana. Did you catch that? I did not. Yeah, there's like a part where she's talking about like how terrible, I think how terrible King James is. And she's like, "Uh, maybe it wasn't so easy to be like a, a noble or royalty. Like maybe it wasn't so easy to be a prince or a princess. She knew that like that was even true in her own time. People or she, oh, like there was yeah, a princess who had just happened, hadn't it? Yeah. She's like, there's a princess who had suffered for becoming a princess or some shit. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> the people's princess. Mm-hmm. So basically this whole book is Adrian being super attracted to her husband, but not wanting to admit it because she has sworn off men because of the backstory. Because she hates beautiful men. She hates beautiful men. You know, she she gets to know Hawk. They have conversations, and she's like, "Wow, he's actually like pretty nice and cool. I like this dude." She's like, "But he's beautiful. Like, if he was ugly, I'd go for it." I also fail to see the evidence of the things that she's saying also about him that, being nice yeah. and cool. I'm like, "No, there, he's not. He's garbage." There's like a moment where she goes snooping through his office, and she's like, "Oh, a ball from his childhood. He's so." He's so beautiful. His soul. I, I just love every part of him. But I must never fall in love. With He's like over here like, you are my property and you're going to bear me children and I'm going to keep you fat and pregnant from here on out. And she's like, mm, he really likes kids. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Girl. No, run. Even Lydia says, there aren't many men who think of children in that way. Like, really? You're telling me there are not many men who are concerned with 
furthering their bloodline. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Yes. Hawk is desperately in love with Adrian because she's not mad at all. In fact, she's quite intelligent. She can read. She can do math. Uh, and she's hot as hell. He wants to fuck her so bad, but because Adrian refuses, Hawk becomes, like, more and more desperate and constantly threatens to do a sex crime if she doesn't have sex with him willingly, which, like, okay, let's talk about consent. <laughs> let's just get into it. You cannot threaten someone with the big R word if they don't have sex. Like, if they don't right. willingly have sex with you, that that takes away their like, willingness, right? Right? Right. Yes. Yes. We're all on the same page. Like, this whole book is just so very, I know I keep hammering it, but it's so very 90s of being like. And it's supposed to be romantic. Yeah, we're supposed to be like, why won't she fuck him? She should fuck him. (laughs) There's, oh man, it's just like, because it gets into that, like, because there's this like side thing with um, Adam being like, okay, he, at one point. Uh, I'm sorry, I might be stepping on your summary a little bit, but at one point no, she gets poisoned by Esmeralda because yeah. Esmeralda is an evil Romani, and um, that's she wants to kill her because she took Hawk and whatever. Um, she and thinks if if Hawk's wife is dead, Esmeralda can become new Hawk's wife. Cool leap of logic, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so Adams, of course, the only one who can heal her because of hair because of fairy magic so he does but on the condition that hawk agrees that he will let like he'll let uh uh adrian choose to be yeah. with adam well if he she won't wants. keep adrian away from adam because i think before this he'd like forbidden them from talking yeah. to each other and that if adrian chooses adam that that means that adam wins and he gets to keep adrian which Guys, okay. first of all, she's unconscious from poison. I am not a prize to be won. Um, <laughs> also, so like in all of that, Hawk is like constantly like, don't ever mention Adam. Don't go see Adam. I don't want you to talk about Adam. Don't like he ke- he keeps being like putting all these like restrictions on her time with Adam, which again, yes. he should because Adam is also trash, but. He shouldn't because that's shitty. And yeah. it gets into this whole and thing of, like, that's not – she she doesn't have the freedom to choose him if you're going to sit here and be, like, a petulant baby man-child exactly. about every time they interact. Exactly. Because that could be a cool setup, right, of, like, uh, you oh, fairy makes a bet with you to see if your woman will stay true or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that could be something. She, she wasn't his woman to begin with. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, I do I – do Think, I did think it was kind of funny in that like gross way where every time things would start to get hot and heavy between her and Hawk because Hawk would force himself on his wife, she would moan Adam's name and that would immediately make Hawk pissed off beyond so all comprehension. I was like, good. But I <laughs> good. think that like the book was doing that in a way for us to be like, mm, isn't it sexy how Hawk gets so angry? Yeah. And it's like, no, no, it's just funny. <laughs> it's it's funny. Yeah. It's funny that there is like this switch you can immediately turn on to and <laughs> furious. I mean, it's not funny in the fact that like he's constantly threatening like physical violence and stuff. Oh, and, like, yeah, yeah. Other yeah, yeah, men yeah. are threatening physical violence. And it's like, we know he won't do physical vi- violence because he's a good man because he's but the main character. That? It's like, but we don't know that. He is constantly threatening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems like. <laughs> If a man is constantly trying to remind you that you are his property and he can do what he wants with his property and he's only not doing what he wants with his property because he's so honorable, he might not be honorable. I mean, maybe. (laughs) 
Oh. Uh, there's another attempt on Adrian's life uh, where Esmeralda shoots a, a really like nasty, like barbed arrow at Adrian, but uh, Hawk pushes her out of the way and takes the arrow for her. And uh, everyone is like, oh, now Hawk is going to die because that arrow was so bad. And so Adrian like goes to his bedroom and she's like, Grim, let me through to see my husband who will probably die because he took an arrow for me. And Grim's like, get the fuck out of here. You, you aren't, you don't appreciate my best friend Hawk and everything he does for you. You are a frigid bitch. I hate you. Not allowed to see this man ever again. Also, Hawk Uh, doesn't want to see you. Also, Hawk doesn't want to see you. He told me you can't come in here. And Adrian's like, I'll just keep coming back every day. And Grim's like, whatever. Then we cut to the scene where Grim and Hawk are talking and Hawk's like, hey, has my wife asked about me? And Grim's like, nah. (laughs) Nah, she's a frigid bitch. (laughs) This is so stupid. Was this before or after Adrian made her one attempt to try to run away? This, um... Yeah, this was after. I forgot. Yes, this is the arrow was um, as she they like catch her mm. at the gate trying to run away, and that's when she gets shot by the arrow. Because this was down. another just incredibly frustrating thing about this book, right? Like I've read other time slip books, um, mm-hmm. uh, like I mentioned Outlander, like Kindred. There is usually in time slip books a big goal of the protagonist is to get back to their own fucking time, or at least figure yes. out like what's going on. Adrian is just like well, I guess I'm here now, and I guess I'm yeah. married to this man, and I don't seem to have any goals or plans. You no, know, it but takes then, like, like six months to bother yes. to go look for a way home. To be like, hmm, maybe I should try doing literally anything. She was such a nothing in this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her only her only personality trait is that she hates beautiful men. <laughs> that's it. And then she loves one and beautiful then she man, one beautiful and that's her man. character development. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, the arrow actually only went through Hawk's hand, so it's fine. <laughs> he didn't die. But Adrian thought that he was going to die, and Grimm still was like, "Now nah, you can't see him. Whatever. Um, then, like, Adam stages this, like, he forces himself on Adrian, and Hawk sees, and Hawk gets so, so mad, so mad at her, without even, like, I don't know. <laughs> What is, the line from the book was like, let me find it. Because I was like, yeah, that's the whole problem with this entire relationship. You need to run, girl. Um, <laughs> oh, I cannot find this quote now. I, I know it's because I'm not like methodically going through it. I'm just like trying to quickly scan over and over again. It's not popping out. Oh, found it. Okay. He'd been standing there watching the smithy practically rape her. And in his mind, believed she was willing. He hadn't even thought to help her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so like i just very honorable dude you know he's mm-hmm. he's the most honorable man mm-hmm. um i've ever heard mm-hmm. um <laughs> so stupid i hate this book so <laughs> there's some stuff here where he like went to go talk to um the the story man and the guy's like i talked to our seer and she said you should keep your wife close to you or else terrible things will happen so he takes he takes adrian to ooster with him because he has to go check up on his other domains or something but here's the thing um hawk keeps falcons right we had this whole scene earlier in the book where he talks about how he tames falcons where he blinds them with like a little hood and makes sure that you know that's the only uh, the only touches they will accept will be his because, like, 
you know, I don't know. He does it to his wife. He puts a hood over his wife's head. She can't Without see nothing. And he restrains her. And then they ride to Ooster. The thing for me that made me go, okay, yeah, this is just Stockholm Syndrome. Which, I mean, like, I was fairly certain at this mm-hmm. point in the book. But mm-hmm. they get to Ooster and she take, he takes the hood off of her. And she's like, I wanted to rip it up. But I knew if I did, he would just put something else over my head. Yeah, something worse. And it's like, okay, girl. I'm going to get you a, a few, like, numbers to call. Because <laughs> that's not love. That's resignation, that's, my dude. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. It was disgusting. It was, At this point in the book, she has decided she's gone over the pros and cons. She literally makes a list of pros and cons. And she's like, well, there's more pros to loving him than not. So I guess now I love him. Um, As all good love stories go. He, before she can, like, explain this to him, he goes into his angry rage and, like, puts the hood over her and ties her up so she can't escape from him. And he's like, we're going to have sex four times. The first the first three times are going to be so you're submissive, but the fourth time will be for me so that I enjoy it. Um, I guess you can – I don't <laughs> – anyway, she's like – Boy, he's so mad. I wonder what I did to make him so mad. Well, I guess because I love him, all I can do is accept this and go along with it until he calms down. <sighs> what? I'm so tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> I You're just, just going to make him think his method worked, first of all. The I principle can't. of it all. You're going to make him think it worked. <laughs> I can't. Who likes this? I don't understand. I mean, I like. I don't know. There. There's a time and place for blindfolding your significant mm-hmm. other in a sexual way. And again, I am I am fully like I understand that some people like like non-con dubcon stuff in order to yes. process real world things, and that's fine. Um, I, the, this, this was not just... discussed beforehand. There was no discussion of like. How far can I go mm-hmm. with this? This was literally his plan to trick a woman into falling in love with him was have sex with her four times while she was restrained and blindfolded. It's just mind-boggling that that this is like a book that won awards. Like I don't understand. And he's like, I'm doing it because I love you. Like, okay, that's like biggest red flag. I'm hurting mm-hmm. you because I love you. Right. Girl, run. <laughs> so frustrating. They have they they have sex a lot. Um, there's some there's some hijinks, I guess, with sex because he has like the He's got some magical Viagra and Viagra. He's got some, yeah, he's got some magical Viagra from the Romanis and he's got some magical like roofies from the Romanis, essentially. Yes. Um, and he takes the one and she's like, I hated it. He oh, didn't yeah. seem close to me at all. Because, so they were doing the first time they were, they were doing it. They were both getting into it. And after, after he makes, um, Adrian come, he quickly leaves the room without saying anything. She's like, what did I do to make him mad? What's going on? And then the next chapter starts from his perspective. And he's like, holy shit, I'm so scared because I just did the first thing I promised I would never do. And that was to spill my seed outside of a woman. <laughs> what even? I was so... What are you talking about? <laughs> Have you never jerked it, my dude? Like, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> oh, 
also so embarrassed that it was gonna happen i just like i laughed aloud i was like what here's here's my other question about this it's like how many birth control wasn't that good back then like how many kids you got running around exactly he said she was gonna be pregnant the rest of her life or whatever he said yeah, but, like, book. he's already had, like, 8,000 lovers that have forced exactly. upon him by the king. How many, how many, how many he should surely have a million children. A hundred children. children. And I don't the, his understand. whole thing is, like, I can't wait to have kids. Right. <laughs> Although he does say something about, like, there is some, like, shittiness regarding, like, only kids in a marriage count, I think. Yeah. Um. So that's cool. Add it to the list. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so so then he goes and he takes the the magic Viagra that also has the uh, side effect of making him like disconnect from the sex. Yes, which he used all the time when he was being a prostitute for the king. Um, yeah. So they have sex again, and she's like, eh, "I didn't like it." He. I came like, six times, but I hated it because you were so distant from me. You wouldn't. You you didn't look like you were into it, and so I hated it. Okay, whatever. So then she's like, "I'm gonna get revenge by finding whatever it was he took and taking it." But then he doesn't have more of that. He has like the aphrodisiac, this, the aphrodisiac that makes her mad, horny. So she takes that, and he doesn't have sex with her. So he's a good guy. <sighs> <laughs> so yes finally the fourth time uh hawk was right it was it did take four times for him to enjoy the sex but they do have they are about to have a wonderful little sexy time the fourth time and adrian is like oh maybe i do have feelings for you and hawk is about to be super happy about it but then adrian flashes back to her own time it has happened a couple other times in this book at this point but yeah 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 this is the first time that hawk has witnessed it yeah um and there's a little, there's like a transition to the point of view, the perspective of the fairies. And they're like, oh, they were about to have sex. Well, there is a code about these kinds of things. We can't, we can't let her, we can't let her vanish in the middle of sex. So they bring her back. And, uh, cause they're kind of like, okay, we have to return her to her own time where the fairy queen is going to find out and we're all going to be in trouble. So there's yeah. just like this thing where she's popping back and forth, back and forth, whatever. Um, but she gets back to, hawk and they're like oh our time together may be short so let's just be in love i guess so they are now they are madly truly deeply in love <sighs> then there's this part next part where adam black is mad because his stupid this fairy is, plot is this is what i would call the plot of the book which yeah. shows up in the last 10 minutes or so oh the last 15 percent of the book Adam Black is mad. His stupid fairy plot isn't working because Adrian and Hawk have actually fallen in love. Um, so he goes to Adrian and he threatens to destroy Hawk and all of the his castle and whatever, his domain, unless Adrian publicly chooses Adam over Hawk and also goes back in time to never see him again. Um, Adrian's like, okay. But she like, she kind of like, when she does all of this, she kind of like talks to him in a way that like, to the reader is painfully obvious that she's trying to leave him a message in her own words. And also she did leave him a literal message in like wherever he keeps his Falcons. So it's like, I love he was you. Too Dissolve. mad to go look at it. Yeah. He's, he gets drunk for a month and refuses to go. Because he's a note. really good dude. <laughs> Such a good dude. Adrian's in the future and, uh, Marie is there. And you know, Adrian never thought she could ever become friends with someone like Marie, but you know what? Marie is actually a nice person and they become friends. Don't you know? 
Great. She unloads all her shit onto Marie. Huh. <laughs> I hate it. I hated this so much. Like, why are we doing this? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Um. Anyway, it takes a month for Hawk's best friend Grim to be like, "You're a fucking idiot." Adrian left you like here's the thing she said like okay Grim you've sat on this information for a month like I know you didn't like Adrian because she didn't immediately open her legs for Hawk whatever but like if you see your friend is this miserable for a fucking month why wouldn't you just say hey you know when Adrian said that thing a month ago like why did you interpret it that way and not the way that I'm about to tell you you should have interpreted it and Hawk was like damn dude she did love me this must have been a ploy by Adam, who I now realize is a fairy. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with a plan and get my wife back. So Hawk's plan is to he hires like a shit ton of bards and performers and everything to and he makes up this song about how he outsmarted Adam Black. How he outsmarted Adam Black and that makes Adam so angry he goes to confront Hawk and they have a fight but then Hawk is able to like look him in the eye and pronounce his true name and compel him to do this one thing. And Hawk has very hilariously written like a whole novel that like covers all of the loopholes and blah, 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 blah. It's it so matter. thorough that the author doesn't even bother like in the paragraphs where Hawk is like saying this, she just does a dot, dot, dot for some of it. She's like, yeah. You can fill in the blanks. You, you get it, guys. You get it. Guys. It's a lot of legalese. I'm not going to yeah. write that in my book. <laughs> the fairy queen shows up and she's like, I love Hawk and his massive dick. So this is stupid. Just bring Adrian here and they can be married together forever. I'll give them my blessing, which no mortals have ever had before. Uh, no one will be allowed to tear you apart. And cool. also Adrian's like, hey, surprise, I'm five months pregnant. The end. Yeah. Also, we get this weird side plot where, like, Hawk's mom fucks his, like... <laughs> the tanner. The <laughs> chef slash tanner. Yeah, his, like, servant who's been, like, into her for 50 years or something. It was weird. I don't know why I was in there, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. I know there's a sequel to this book, but I feel like the sequel is probably about Grimm and not the mm-hmm. mom and the chef. I'm guessing it's either... Yeah, because the mom and chef thing is definitely all tied up by the end. It's either yeah. Grimm or it's one of his siblings, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because he has siblings who aren't even in this book. Um, I also guess it's worth mentioning that um, from reviews I've read of this book, apparently this is the worst one in the series, which, wild, I couldn't imagine that yeah. you know this could be the worst one of something. Just kidding, <laughs> it clearly is. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, this is the worst one in the series, why did it keep going? Yeah, who said <laughs> more, please? More, I like this. Although, speaking of Hawk's siblings, Hawk's wife's name is Adrian, and also his brother's name is Adrian. And I could have believed that it would be pronounced a different way, like Adrian or something, yeah. except that she says her name, and he's like, no, that's my brother. And she's like, no, that's my name. And it's that's like, okay, name. so it is pronounced the same way. <laughs> And I just, for someone who's not even in this book, like his brother Adrian's not in this book at all. So why? Why? Just for setup for the sequels, I'm sure. Is it going to, yeah. Is is there going to be some sort of comedy of errors where the Adrians get confused that and would have be sex fun. with the wrong people? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that was this book, though. That was this book. Um, so, okay. So this is the first book in the unit. Uh, what yes. are you looking for going forward? 
not this. I Here's the thing. If you are going to make me believe that a woman from the future is going to go back in time to be and stay with a man in the past, like 500 plus years in the past, I don't know what you have to do to find that. Actually, I was gonna, I was gonna say you have to do X, Y, Z, but I don't know what that X, Y, Z is. It can't be Hawk. Number one, gotta be a good love interest. Yeah, I feel like there's ways to do it, um, but I don't know what they are. Yeah. See, if it was like I have to go back in the past, but my boyfriend's a fairy. Like, if she ended up with Adam Black, I'd be like, all right, I can see why you'd want to stay with a magical being as opposed to running from a crime that you committed in Seattle, whatever. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the thing, too, that there has to be more. Like, her reasoning for wanting to go into the past were A, cell phones, and B, Hawk. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Hawk doesn't work as a reason for me because he sucks. He's terrible. Everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Cell phones doesn't work as a reason for me because that's a stupid reason to leave modern medicine. Yes. Um, yes. Like, good luck with childbirth, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I think that's kind of got to be got to be a more compelling reason, I feel like. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do. Uh, I, I, I don't mind an enemies to lovers. You know, I don't mind that at all. But mm-hmm. uh don't make them such a trash enemy person. I don't feel like they were even enemies, really. I feel no. like it was just because it wasn't like she hated him because he was terrible. She just hated beautiful men. Yeah. <laughs> so um, a main a main in, a main lead with a personality is a good mm-hmm. place to start. Okay. Um, a romantic interest that is not gross and creepy. Mm-hmm doesn't doesn't promise to do sex crimes on the reg <laughs> be very good yeah yeah um and again i know it's hard to tell before you read a book but you know if the problem can be solved just by everyone sitting down and talking to each other i don't want that <laughs> i want there to be an actual thing that goes on if you want I'm- if like throw in some some pol- political intrigue throw in some warfare throw in i don't know Anything like that. If you can find a book where she like where the main the the time traveler is able to go back and forth at will and they can like bring stuff with them. Mm. Again, I know I said I don't want to read Outlander. It's too long. We're not it's doing too Outlander. Long. And also for many reasons I don't, I don't we'll probably get like into Outlander. them in the second episode in this unit. Um I will say to this book's credit, the one thing I did like about it was mm-hmm. that, as we know, in most romances, there is a third act breakup. Ugh. And I do feel like being ripped forward in time so that you physically can't be together is a pretty good third act breakup. Yes. Like, I liked that a lot more than, like, oh, we had a misunderstanding and now so I'm So I ran which, away from home. Yes, which this book did do, but we not tried. for the third act breakup. <laughs> yeah. No, it was just, like, the second or fourth breakup. And mm-hmm. then, like, the, the mm-hmm. time travel one was the, like, eighth. I don't know, man. Yeah. There's the 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 big breakup cuz there's always a yeah. big breakup, right? Where it's yeah. like oh, After they're despair happy together and then yeah, it's not the, real. The thing that leads to the, you know, culmination. All right, cool. Well, some of those things are hard to search for, yeah, but I know. um we'll see how this unit goes. Uh but you, and you know like I, again, this is my only experience with this mm-hmm. genre. So, it could be I do like it. I just was ruined by this book, so 
Yeah. Speaking of ruined, we didn't even talk about how when they finally did fuck, Hawk was like, oh, good, she's a virgin. So now I know she oh didn't cheat God, on me. Oh, my God, I forgot. <laughs> I'll be your first, your only, your last. And she's Gross. like, yes, my last. Like, what the? Gross. Incredibly Gross. upsetting. So next week, we're back with another Morphs Monday with Animorphs number 39, oh, yeah. The Hidden, which is a Cassie POV. Oh, that's what um, and then the week after that, we're going to be wrapping up our Garbage Girl unit, um, which has been literary submitted, um, yeah. has been entirely submitted from listeners like you. Uh, <laughs> and we're continuing that trend with book number three, which we are going to be reading Electra Rex by April C. Griffith, um, which was suggested to us on Twitter by a library account, which we believe is our listener James, but we're not sure. We're not 100% sure. <laughs> it could just be the library has gained sentience. <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds it sounds super good. I'm very excited to read it. Cool, cool, cool. In the meantime, if you have a book you think we should read on the podcast, well, not on the podcast, read for the podcast, because I don't think anyone wants to sit here listening to us read a book to you. I don't think we would be legally allowed to do that. Depends um, on the, but if- the copyright. If you do have a book that you think we should read off the podcast but then talk about on the podcast, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. That could be a book you think we will love or hate. We do talk about all kinds of things on here these days. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, I'm going to... Oh, we didn't even talk about the fact that she... The whole... They, the wishes on the stars, but... No, we can't. I'm going to wish on a star for you to subscribe to our podcast and listen to us every week. Oh. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere you would like on the internet, in life. Whatever. <laughs> in the words of Karen Marie Moaning... There will be a next time every day, Adrian Douglas. You belong to me, and I can only be pushed so far. Adam can be sent away. Everyone can be sent away. Coffee can be sent away. <laughs> I control everything you want. Mmm, sexy. Mm, he's so honorable. I just, mmm. highlighted so much i know right i'm looking at like the highlights uh just a few a few uh uh top hits that i think we've passed at this point but i do want to mention uh hawk's ex-girlfriend shows up and adrian hates her and also says that she will end up getting fat one day and that is why adrian is better than her Mm -hmm. so that's cool um love a good fat shaming for no reason whatsoever There's also a part where it says Adrian blew out a frustrated breath that sent a strand of her silvery blonde hair brushing the hawk's face. He kissed it as it slid gently across the mouth. I also highlighted that's gotta be kiss her hair. The The funniest imagery I've ever heard. Oh my god, that's Um, right up there with Edward eating Bella's tear as just like the (laughs) most bizarre thing to do in an in in a human interaction. Uh. 
There's also the time when they're wishing on stars and Adrian's wish is, please let something very good happen to me soon. This girl has no personality or desire. She can't <laughs> she even no come desires. up with a goal. <laughs> I just, you know, something good would be nice. I would like something good to happen. 